0: Welcome to Your Adventure Podcast, a motivational podcast without the screaming. A hosted, unedited conversation with guests from all walks of life, sharing their own personal journey, showing that everyone has different outlooks on life, choice of career, and that success looks different for everyone. Get ready to be inspired and be enlightened of how we all have similar journeys and thoughts, Anything is possible. This is your adventure podcast, and this is Dustin Emery.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of your adventure podcast. This is your host, as always, Dustin Emery, and today I actually have a two for. Uh, I usually don't have two guests in the studio at a time, but today I have. Steven Arturo and Andy Saldivar which I hope I'm saying that right yeah um they are two partners in Red Velvet Entertainment they have a fashion trend outlet business and they are paranormal investigators on YouTube called High Minded Investigators how are you guys doing today
2: I'm doing well how are, how are you good?
1: I'm doing good man you guys uh you guys got a lot to unpack here you guys got a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Especially for, uh, we're all about in the same age range. I'm actually 28. You guys are about two years younger than me. But I am 27. Yeah, yeah I saw that here. But, man, you guys got a lot going on for, uh, you know, early 20s, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's a hustle. It really is nowadays. Yeah. I feel like you kind of have to have your hand in, like, a lot of things to try to, like, yeah. I guess move yourself forward even more. Yeah, compared to just like what it was, what back in the day, where it's like one job, that was it.
3: So, yeah, there's more resources available
1: now, so it's definitely I agree with you there. Um, <clears throat> so I think I'll start with uh, Arturo or Steven Arturo. Cool. And uh, I'll ask you that first question that I text. Um, you know, what what yeah. was your dream like as a kid? Compared to like what you are, what you're doing now? I'm sure it's way different.
2: Oh yeah, definitely way different. We all yeah. have our first dream. Yes. When I was a child, I wanted to be a wrestler in the entertainment industry. WWE? Yeah. The, nice. You, you know, that's all I had in my mind. And that's uh, You know, I really looked up to Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio because they were Mexicans, Latinos on TV, you mm-hmm. know, and they were popularized. You didn't have too much of that going on when, um, when we were young, when I was young, mm-hmm. for my Culture, you know, like there wasn't really anything else to I could relate to on TV. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Still pretty rare nowadays, too. Um, what was that boxer? Uh, the I don't know if you guys watch boxing, but the 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 Mexican fighter who won the lawyer. Uh, no, a bigger guy. Um, he won like the world heavyweight title recently. Uh, Not against uh, like Josh Wilder. Oh, Andy Ruiz. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a really big deal. Yeah. You know, I think it's still kind of rare to see like that culture like really like, glorified I guess you could yeah. say I think it's really rare still oh yeah um did you have a name picked out for your WWE no I ha- didn't have did. a name yet
2: <laughs> not yet <laughs>
1: oh, that's alright man we all gotta start somewhere yeah um and then uh how about you Andy what did you think about
3: I wanted to become a car mechanic because growing up my brother was into illegal street racing and he actually became a mechanic really Yeah, he works, he's a mechanic at, I think, a Mazda in North Hollywood. Okay. In uh, Panorama City. But yeah, just, um, you know, I grew up with him, and uh, there was car parts, there was literally a fucking muffler in the hallway. Everywhere, yeah. And there was, like, tires, and uh, he'll help me, he'll help me learn about cars and stuff, and he'll have me do, like, oil change to his cars, and He'll tell me one day this car will be yours. And it, it, you know, it, at that time, he was my role model because, yeah. you know, I had a tough childhood. Mm. But, uh, yeah, he was my uh, superhero at that point.
1: Yeah. I get it. You always kind of follow in the footsteps a little bit. Yeah. You still play around with cars now or I yeah, think it's I, less? I'm
3: now driving Mercedes C300. Oh, so it, you oh of, that was your car out there? Yeah. Okay, I saw it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but I call it our business <laughs> car. That drives us to our investigations and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It does, it's a business car. It drives us to wherever we need to go.
1: Can you write that off? You should be able to, right? I Yeah. Yeah.
3: If not, next time we're going to get a G-Wagon. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, after a certain uh, weight, you can actually write it off your taxes as a business expense.
1: Dang, rolling up to do some paranormal investigating in a G-Wagon. How many okay. people do that? Hey,
3: you got to hustle hard, man. You got to look good <coughs> for the
1: camera. Um. So, I know we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, Red Velvet Entertainment is the name uh That basically is the umbrella, <clears throat> excuse me uh for all of the endeavors you guys are in, how' did you guys come up with the name, and when did it start?
2: It started last year, so I met Andy in the middle of the lockdown hmm. pandemic. you know I met him through a uh never business partner or associate, you know uh, they were already working together. And then they introduced me to what they were doing and on the side. They were working together. And then... Um, so, yeah. So, Andy and I started talking together. And we started uh, working together. And we had the idea. Like, we wa- maybe we want to get into the entertainment industry. Mm. So, like, okay, cool. Let's think of a nice name. So, we liked the idea Red Velvet Entertainment. And then we just... Are gonna use that um, as our umbrella. Mm-hmm. That's gonna fund and uh, ship everything through. You know? Okay. Yeah.
1: Is uh, does, does Red Velvet mean anything, or is just the name that you thought about? Like that was like, oh, this is this is nice. I like this. It, sound. It's a it's a funny story. Okay. Um. So we. It makes me think of cupcakes. That's why I had to ask.
3: <laughs> so uh, we wanted to do adult entertainment in the beginning.
1: Oh, okay. well, like we, like a porn? Like, yeah, okay. Like pornography. That's so, a great porn um, name, though.
3: It kind of okay. That's one of our. That's one of our projects. I we were brainstorming what's a good what's a good name for OC, and you know, I told him, hey, what about like red rooms or like a red velvet entertainment? And he's like, wait, that might work. Hmm. So we were like, okay, so we went with red velvet entertainment, and uh, in the beginning, we didn't know that you need a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> So it was, okay, so we found out the cost, and uh, we just started doing a, a side hustle where you know we can make money. Mm-hmm. That became a business. Mm-hmm. And um, we're currently still, that's, still, uh, that's a, one of our projects that we're going to do. That's one of the projects that we're working on right now. We actually have a model in Canada that we're working with. So that's one of our future projects.
1: She's gonna fly out here and, and uh, do something. You're going up we're, there.
3: We're gonna. Well, right now we have her do some content at her home, but eventually okay. we're gonna want her fly her out here.
1: Wow, dang! Yeah. All right, man, that's another. Uh, I feel like that's a. I feel like it's a pretty good realm to make some good money, even though it's kind of a, a weird business for some people. Gotta yes.
3: love OnlyFans. fans. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh man, hey, hey, I don't know if you remember, but OnlyFans almost got shut down. For almost, a while. Yeah. almost. I know a lot of people freaked out. It was pretty funny, yeah, but but, yeah.
3: Uh, but um, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I mean, let's be honest. Like sex and all that stuff, just it does sell. Like, it it
3: sells just like and, water and food.
1: Yeah, and, and we're human, so that kind of stuff is just yeah, it's natural. You want it, like it, yeah, it's weird. We call it awesome. You you call it awesome? No, we
3: call it awesome. Oh, okay. The Red Velvet Entertainment, pornography is awesome.
1: Okay. <laughs> hey, that's a good way to start, man. Um, well, man, we'll, we'll have to talk about that when uh, whenever it happens. But So, I know you mentioned that you have a side hustle that funds Red Velvet Entertainment. Um, is this the fashion trend outlet that you're talking about? Yes. So, how did that start? So,
3: has. I... I started business with his friend. His name I won't say his name, okay. but it's his Arturo's friend. Mm. I met him through one of my friends. Mm. So, in the beginning of 2020, I went through a breakup. I broke up with my son's mom, mm. and um, we wanted to, me and another friend wanted to become DJs. Oh wow! You know? So through there, we set it up a, a DJ. Um, room
4: mm-hmm.
3: where we practiced to be djs uh in a in a house in rolling heights so from there i met one of their other friends and me and him uh, we had the same ideas so long story short we made 130k in eight months wow uh, just selling stuff online um, that's really impressive That's fucking crazy yeah you're waking up at nobody tw- makes that in a year dude sometimes. imagine w- waking up at 12 noon and you wake up to your phone and it says you made ten thousand dollars while you were sleeping that's pretty great. That's fucking great. I don't even and do we, that now. <laughs> we thought we found a cheat code. Yeah, yeah. You know? But when when uh, legalities get into play, yeah. you know, and you're not on top of your paperwork. And, work, and your
1: taxes at the point.
3: And taxes and, you know, credit card and APRs, you know, mm. shit gets away from you.
4: Yeah.
3: So, sadly, the, that current company we had went bankrupt.
4: Uh okay.
3: But when that was happening, I got to know Arturo, mm-hmm. and then we started making... Arturo, me that's and when Arturo. when it turned around. Yeah. Me and Arturo have really strong chemistry. I felt like I know the guy for a long time. We're like brothers. Yeah. And you
1: guys have only, what, known each other for literally a year now? Yeah, you said year. You said lockdown, Stephen, right? Yeah. Dang. We met during the lockdown. It's weird how sometimes you click with someone, like, right away. Yeah. that's odd.
3: And we just yeah. stick together like glue, man. Glue. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, we're like <clears throat> we're very like-minded individuals, and we do believe in one thing, and that's success. hmm you know, there's a lot of doubters in their lives where they say that we're not going to be anything when we grow up. You know, and you I know. Get it. but things change for the guy that's hungry, the guy that you mm. know has been through so much bullshit, mm. where you actually start organizing yourself. And, and you know, the thing that people are are, are scared of is change. Oh
4: yeah, and one
3: and once you take that step forward to really try to do what you want. Things change for you. Mm. You have to go through those doors that are open for you. You know, there people are willing to give you an opportunity. You just got to take it.
1: Yeah, I think when you change the, I think when you change for the better, I think the right kind of people also are attracted to you now as well. Yeah, I think they just All come right. naturally when you're different. You, you attract that type of person, but when you change, yeah, it's, I think that's what happens. And I think a lot of people don't realize that.
3: We believe in uh, like, uh, energy oh, yeah. vibrations. When mm. me and him are together, we create some kind of vibration energy where it attracts just positivity, mm. success. You know? We both have our own uh, things that we bring to the table that make us one one entity that's successful.
1: So you, the first company goes bankrupt, you meet Arturo, mm-hmm. and you guys somehow get it together and it and it it's profitable so like what happened there exactly because you know you hear a lot of stories like that they start a business that goes bankrupt they figure it out somehow and they open a second one and then that one's like the one that makes it
3: it's communication yeah
4: Yeah.
3: that's something i didn't have with my other partner partner is communication and understanding the situation Mm. and organization when Whatever you do, and you have a partner, you always have to let them know what's going on. Yeah, because they might have an opinion that might help you out. Mm-hmm. If you do things alone and you
2: think you know it all, usually things don't work out.
1: So who's the who's the organized one of this group yeah. in the business? It's
2: definitely gotta be me. I'm yeah, the most experienced one. Okay. Yeah, that's how I brought a lot to the table, and, um, for sure. When when I hopped on with Andy, when before. All of this, or let's say, be during the lockdowns, my, and which I my previous job I was a direct import specialist and a product developer. Okay. At a major American corporation, so that's where I gained a lot of my experience. And over there, obviously, when you're in a corporation, they have different standards. Yeah. Very professional standards, mm. and I just took that, put it into play, implemented into our company, and it's so far it's working out. Amazing, really well. You know, it's exactly how you want to establish a company, a structure. It's and it's it's been gold.
1: And dang, for you to you left that job, right? Yes. I dang, did. for you to leave it too—that's also like ballsy, because a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Mm.
3: That's what makes us different—is you're <clears throat> taking that step that scares you, that mm. not knowing what's a stable income. There's a lot of things you can do now that are side gigs that you can make money off and make more money than your regular job. Mm. So you, I'm the creative one. I'm okay. the guy that you think is crazy, but he makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm the, I mean, you
1: haven't said anything crazy so far, so I think you're good. He's not making sense.
3: Okay. Yeah, I, I know, maybe, maybe that's true.
4: That's a so, good
1: point.
3: So he... When I talk to people, a lot of people don't listen. Arturo mm. was the one that listens. Okay. And when he listens and analyzes... What I'm saying, Mm. it makes sense. So um, it took him a lot to leave that job. But I made sure on my behalf as a partner, I can have us organized enough where he'll be good to leave his job. Mm. So I made sure. uh, It's a safe step. Yeah. And then just have an action plan. Okay, this is what happens if you leave your job. What happens if we don't make enough money? This is what we're going to do. And just a whole checklist to make sure he knows what's the next step. That's what I think my job is, is to keep us together and to um, di- diagnose or analyze what's our next move because I'm a survivor. <clears throat> the way I grew up I is terrible, but the, when the, there's terrible moments, there's greatness because you learn. You learn through the hardship. You learn through the hardship and through your mistakes, right? Mm. So you just learn how to survive and keep going and keep going. What's the next step? You never let life get to you. Hmm. You have to just pick yourself up from the fucking gutter and just keep going, keep going. What what can I do? You know, do I pick up fucking cats or do I go I move furniture? Hmm. Whatever, you know. Just got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to be constant.
1: Now the I know we talked about it before the show and the fashion trend is pretty um, kind of explains itself. So. Right. What exactly was your guys's like first product going into that type of business?
2: Our first product for sure was furniture. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our I want to call it our first, but we did play around at first to see,
1: like what, what you could do.
2: Yeah, what can we do? What sells the most on the market? And then after throwing up some, dif- playing around with some different products, we realized furniture sells all year around and quicker mm-hmm. compared to other stuff like tools uh simples soaps you know Hmm. people will always buy furniture and furniture costs more brings in more revenue you know and uh this like actually just yesterday i just sold another piece of furniture so i gotta Uh. go handle that today
1: now where are you (laughs) guys getting your furniture from exactly like how's that work are you guys doing like the um uh like the like the couch flipping kind of thing, like going to like a yard sale, fixing it and selling it, or like well, how exactly you get your really product? Give,
3: we can't really give our secret out because that's bad for business.
1: Well, uh, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I can just tell you
3: this. Uh, we find you can it, work around it. We yeah. find um, <clears throat> certain deals where we can make money off of where it's not uh, price inflation. Gotcha. And okay. it'll make sense to the customer. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. we know it makes sense because they buy the item.
1: Okay. All right, I get it. Yeah, that's, that's a good workaround. I got you. I didn't think about the uh, business secrets, but yeah, you're right. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. <clears throat> and then, like, what are you guys selling, like, right now currently? That's, like, trending, I guess.
2: Currently, Facebook, Markari, TradeZ, um, let's see if I'm on. Grailed, Heroin. I <laughs> hope I'm spelling that right. I'm saying that right. Yeah. And, um, no, yeah, those are our main sites. Okay. Uh,
3: our website has a lot of weird items too oh, like yeah. uh you know those christmas ugly sweaters we have yeah. ugly halloween sweaters <laughs> where there's a fucking pumpkin on it and it's like doo-doo brown oh gosh you know but okay it, it's cool people love that kind of shit so yeah hey,
1: so and hey i mean during christmas like we usually have like an ugly sweater yeah. like uh dinner or something so that's the time where i start looking like where can i find one so hey i mean you guys are there yeah halloween i don't know if i've ever done an ugly sweater halloween though but maybe it's a thing you could just
3: call it a halloween sweater because it's kind of the same fabric and Mm. it's kind of weird just having
1: and you only wear it once really exactly like that ugly sweater christmas thing you you wear it once probably get rid of it after that it's always in your closet the whole year (laughs)
3: yeah
1: yeah you might go down memory lane later but that's about it
3: yeah when you go get a you know your church shoes you find that ugly sweater you're like oh i remember (laughs) Mm. I got drunk that night
1: <laughs> So for both of you I'm curious like um, With this fashion trend outlet is this, is this your main source of income Or do you have other things you do For income
2: We have other things as well <laughs> And that includes That includes crypto Stock side gigs mm-hmm. um, For a while Was it right now What we're doing is Something called Lug On the side where we help people move furniture. Okay. Yeah. We earn from 300 to 400 a day.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I don't think I've ever heard of Lug before, but... <laughs> it's
2: fairly new. <laughs> mm. it, it's up and coming.
1: Yeah. Is it just like a... Basically like a private thing where people reach out to other people to help move and not actual professional movers?
3: No. Well, it's, it's like Uber, basically. But, but for, for furniture, we pick up furniture from Ikea and deliver it from any other furniture place. Mm. It's kind of like a like a third third, contractor, a third party like a third party contractor.
1: Dang, that's interesting. There's a lot of that stuff now. Yeah. I mean, I remember when like all the food stuff got on like really popular, mm-hmm. and like now you could get delivery from anywhere. So compared to just pizza back in the day. Yeah,
3: it's basically cheaper than hiring movers.
1: Yeah, where I'd they imagine. can run you
3: three four hundred bucks hmm. you know now i saw the they have something called the xl lug where they help you move all your stuff from your house and it's about a 105 dollars.
1: that's not bad at yeah, all
3: so it's pre- it's pretty good
1: it's pretty good and you guys just have to bring like your own moving trucks and all that stuff you just yeah, yeah that's a part of cereal. it okay and you guys have that like a truck yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah, I was just curious because I know some businesses, you know, it just depends on the individual, of course, and the business. But, you know, some people still have income from another area to help, you know, build the business, support it. And then some people just, like, don't. It really just depends. Yeah. That's why one, I asked the question. There's
3: one yeah. big concept me and Arturo uh, got to understand is learn as you go.
4: Hmm.
3: Of course, we're not expert movers, but now we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you already know from that There's there's been a few mistakes. Mm-hmm. But... um You learn as you go. That's where it takes the fear away from doing something new. Hmm. You learn as you go. You Hmm. can either fail or succeed or both. Uh.
1: It's better to try it and fail than to not try it and, like, you always have that kind of what-if in the background. And and you have the regret. Like, you know? Because, yeah, it seems like... um, you know they always talk to like older people or you see like pictures right of that yeah, stuff and they're yeah. like they always say like oh my biggest regret is like i didn't try something like yeah. i didn't try this business back in the day fuck that and it's like yeah
3: well when we're on our deathbeds we <laughs> want to be fully accomplished and hopefully we have the same deathbed <laughs> we tell the it you're not know, better say what if motherfucker
1: so you guys are trying to go <laughs> out together so what's going down fuck it
2: <laughs> Se- seven be beds been next to it. each other <laughs> wait, wait, a I said if we could be immortal, I'd be willing to give that a try too. <laughs>
3: I always wanted a robot dick, so, so oh, that works
1: out. <laughs> I mean, there's a company now freezing people or they're about to, so oh, yeah. who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows maybe you could be immortal. It's all depends. Isn't that guy, like baseball player, hasn't he been frozen since like the 60s or something? Yeah, Ted Williams or what is it? Also Walt Disney.
3: Yeah. I I don't have I'm a like, man. I know there's a professional term for it. Yeah. I don't really know why uh, cryogenic,
1: isn't it? Cryogenic yeah. Uh, freezing. Yeah.
3: Um, so there's already a lot of people frozen. Yeah. So I looked at a documentary behind that and it's it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So you're basically freezing future zombies.
1: Yeah. I mean you hope you come out as normal if like it's possible. Right. <laughs> but I don't know man. It seems Or
3: the zombie plague.
1: The zombie. I mean, with what COVID did over this past year, I guess zombies would be the next step. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like a mini apocalypse. There was empty streets. Everything was closed. That was weird. Gas was cheap. Hey, but you guys took, you know, like, I think the, like, uh, not the higher road. That's not the right words. But, like, you guys found something positive out of 2020, which I wish a lot of other people would have done. But it seems like a lot of people just took it the negative way. Like, you guys were able to connect with each other. Form like this business all in a year where everyone was basically talking about how like life is over, like we can't do anything, we can't start anything, we can't make money. But you guys turned it around. Like I wish more people would have done that.
2: Yeah, we adapted. We saw the situation (coughs) and realized what can we do to survive. Mm. We basically were not whiners, complainers. We were the doers, Mm -hmm. and that's what makes us makes us different. People should do the same thing. Honestly. You know, and life, life will always change in itself. Mm -hmm. No matter how far people are in their comfort zone, something will always change.
1: Yeah, and it's all about adapting. Yeah. Because it sucked seeing so many businesses go out of business because they didn't adapt to what 2020 was doing. Yeah. You know, because a lot of restaurants I saw like... They didn't offer delivery. They didn't have like outdoor seating, like whatever, because they didn't want to do any of that. And I was like, dude, but like you had to. That's the only way. And a lot of them are now gone.
3: That's why adapting is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people didn't want to adapt, so they lost their business, and it's sad because a lot of them were family owned, and there's some, yeah. a lot of money that goes into having businesses and licenses. And,
1: but well, hopefully, you, they're doing better now. Well, you guys know a little bit about that. I mean, yeah. you said Red Velvet is an LLC. So how? What's the What's the price for all that stuff if, for people who are curious, you know, actually doing the paperwork? If I remember know?
2: correctly, it was roughly around $600 to form the LLC.
1: Oh, that's not even that bad. It's not that bad at all. I either. feel like most people think it's higher Yeah. to yeah. start, no. like, just to get all that paperwork going. And then, I mean, I guess the hardest part definitely is starting the business. But the paperwork, I feel like most people think it's expensive. I,
3: I, I think those people think that, like, they're <laughs> wasting money. I'm not sure, but for us, everything's an investment because it's going to help us in our future
2: endeavors. Yeah. It's funny because I used uh, my uh, stimulus check. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
1: See, that's another thing. I thought that was bad with all the stimulus checks was a lot of people I would talk to about it. Like when they got their money, it's just, oh, I bought like 20 pairs of shoes or whatever. (laughs) I'm like, really? Like, why? Me, personally, like, um, I just paid off debt. Mm-hmm. like smart. credit cards uh you know car all that i was like dude this is free money i'm just gonna use it you know pay off debt yeah. you know and i felt way better about that smart
4: yeah
2: it really is because a lot of those people i noticed um that did spend it on uh, stuff they didn't need yeah makeup mm-hmm. um, new tech you know they stayed where they are mm-hmm. the same place and, and it's already they're still broke year, now they're, yeah they're still broke yeah, you know, like, uh, why not spend six hundred dollars to form your own company mm-hmm. and use that company to make even more? You could more, you can make up to as much as you need to in a month using your company. More you can make six hundred back, yeah, real
1: easy.
3: Yeah. No. Uh, even if you don't want to have, I mean, even if you're not ready to do your own business, mm-hmm. it's great to have an LLC for tax purposes. Yeah. And um, whatever you make from work can go in there. You can make a business bank account. So it can actually help you in your life when you do taxes and costs and all kinds of stuff. So having an LLC is pretty important.
1: You know, being business owners, do you guys feel that it's weird that a lot of people attack businesses on the fact that there's like, somewhat what they call tax loopholes for them mm. like do you feel weird about that cuz i feel like there's a lot of people I, who attack that
2: i do not at all <coughs> the reason why is because i you know kind of used to think like that mm-hmm. but then i realized i don't see oh, a problem with yeah, it yeah i don't honestly. see a problem Me with that either. at all
1: i've never understood that argument since my brothers yeah. have businesses yeah. but continue yeah.
2: because why be the complainer, the whiner, the poor whiner, you just look, make yourself, you know, you could have these, those rants,
4: mm-hmm.
2: but then you, you look stupid because mm. why not join them? That's what I said. That's what I mentally told myself. Why not join them? Mm-hmm. You know, because what is it? They're living a better life. They basically can own whatever they want as a business owner. You could. <coughs> be creative with your company you could do so much mm. you know and it looks like a happy life yeah and i'm like why not join them why be the person at the bottom of the pit who looks up and is angry like yeah. if you're angry that means they change your life why mm-hmm. stay there it doesn't make sense those tax loopholes are great yeah you know they're great the
1: way I see it is like, if it's there, why not use it? Exactly. Like, why complain about it? Like, you can't get rid of it. It's there. So just use it if you can. Like, yep. I know not everybody can start their business or, mm-hmm. or, or start a business. I get it, you know, depending on circumstances. But if it's there and you can,
3: do it. You can take it day by day. Yeah. That's what we do. There's a lot of things that come in the way sometimes, but we just take it day by day.
1: I think that's a positive mindset when you have a business because I think there's a misconception on business itself where people think they're gonna make a lot of money really quickly. Uh, like, oh, I'm gonna be like a millionaire like in a week, two weeks. You'll learn quick. But it's like, no, it takes time. It's yeah. not always an overnight success no. like some people. I know some people are, but it's mm-hmm. not everybody.
3: Those people are basically winning the lottery.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's luck. Yeah, that's... I don't see owning a business as luck cuz I know a lot of people will m- will might call you that in the, uh, later on in life, you yeah. know, depending on where your business goes. I think people in the future will say you got lucky. And it's like, no, there's a lot of hard work that goes yeah. into that. You just weren't there for any of that. Yeah. You were there for the end. Yeah. And yeah, winning the lottery is luck, just like you said. Yep. That's luck cuz that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um So, outside of your business, you know, let's get into the thing I'm actually really excited about, because <laughs> um, I do like uh, horror movies and the scary genre, and that's what I think about when uh, when you mentioned paranormal. Uh, you know, how did both of you get started in that? You, know, you guys each individually have a story for paranormal, or is it the same?
2: Um, yeah, or we did you get do. started. Uh, at least for me, I've been wanting to do paranormal ever since I was a young child. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because the um, when I was a child, the home I was living in was um, there was a spirit of an old man in there who committed suicide in a garage.
4: Really?
2: Yeah, so there would be some active activity in that um, home, you know, so and because of that, I'm like, I wonder what that is. So when I was a young child, I wasn't that child who watched cartoons on TV, I would watch paranormal and horror films okay you know that's you know it's very it's very interesting um when you really really study and to get into that and then when during through all of this now in this time of day when i started collaborating working partnering with andy mm-hmm. he also tells me hey you know, He just looks at me. I always wanted to do paranormal investigations. I'm like, me too. All right, let's do it. All right, cool. We do it. And so now we're doing it.
1: Dang. Okay. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, for me
3: yeah uh growing up hispanic you grow up with a lot of su- supernatural paranormal mom, stories like you know oh that man's gonna take you at the store you're like what fucking man <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah you know
3: or like oh like the Llorona, you hear the scream you're, you're gonna fucking die mm-hmm. and also growing up uh, there was a lot of weird shit that's always been unanswered mm-hmm. and um death don't you want an answer death you know when you go...
4: Like what
1: happens
3: after death? Is yeah, mean? I mean, it's cool because you kind of find answers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, your brain sometimes can make things up. Yeah,
4: definitely. But there's
3: a lot of evidence where you're just like, oh shit, what was that?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and um, it's hard when people go that haven't done it. Like for us, it was very hard to get activity at first because our minds were not open to it yet. We used kind of things you had to get into slowly. You think you doubted it? Uh, I never doubted it because I've been through a lot of things. Mm. I've been through, you know, like mocking the Holy Trinity, those three knocks on your door and there's nobody there.
4: Mm.
3: I seen cups move, you know, uh, uh, unexplained scratches. My uh, ex-girlfriend that Mm. I have a son with, she can actually see them. Really? Yeah, so one time I was getting out of the shower. She's like, didn't you just see those ghost feet going in the door? Mm -hmm. I'm
1: like. No,
3: <laughs> no, I haven't. And then she gave, she ran in there to check on her kid. So it, it, it's, it's the unknown that really, you Fascinate know, fascinates you. Fascinates, you mm. know, just knowing that you're hunting for answers, and you know, there's there's a little adrenaline rush that feels really good when you do this. There's a little what? Adrenaline rush. Oh, oh, so, oh I know, can
1: imagine. Yeah, so it,
3: it's cool because then it's like a natural history lesson too. A lot of these places that are fucking haunted. They have a big backstory, you know. They're they're landmarks basically. So you kind of get to know a lot of the natural history of where you're at, okay. you know, what you're investigating.
1: So you guys decide to do this. Like, what was your what's your first step into, like, diving into that world? Exactly. Equipment. Yeah. Equipment? Yeah. The equipment. 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 Sure.
2: It. You know the equipment. So you know how much it costs. Hmm. Buy the right equipment. Try not to cheap out. You know, we, we learned a lot through our equipment. It's uh, definitely was. I feel like it was a gamble during the beginning because we would buy something and we're like, it doesn't work. Oh. Or we don't know how it works. Or, like, our, we bought a bunch of cameras, mm-hmm. GoPros, and they were just terrible.
1: Like you didn't catch like the right footage you were looking for. Yeah,
2: I've heard like there was no lighting or Mm. it was choppy. Mm -hmm. The resolution was too low. Yeah, yeah. We we had many equipment issues in the beginning. Okay.
3: Yeah, and we actually found out you you were talking about earlier about fancy camera equipment.
1: Mm -hmm. We use our iPhones. You use your iPhones really to do your investigations. Is it better? It's way the better. The iPhones are way weirdly, better. really great cameras. Yeah, really good cameras. Even though it's a cell phone. I, so I don't think
3: it's it enough love. You go to our YouTube channel, High Minded Investigators. Don't mm-hmm. forget to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, and, um, I have you
1: guys pulled up here.
3: There's a few that I'm interested in. It's pretty clear camera uh, camera footage, and that's all shot by iPhone. Wow. Mm. So, okay. thank you, Apple.
1: Yeah. You saved us
3: a $10,000 Steve bill.
1: Jobs did something right, getting, giving the world yeah. a camera on, on the phone.
3: Honestly, it was... Yeah. great you know, yeah. whatever they're doing over there they're doing it good <laughs>
2: and you see tiktoks tiktokers youtubers nowadays they yeah. also just use iphone you see it in their videos mm-hmm. just iphone
3: one day we'll have professional equipment yeah but right now it's not necessary
1: right now yeah, yeah it's not necessary right now you guys are just in like in the building stage exactly you yeah. now what was your first uh i guess like activity or like your first outing adventure first for paranormal uh,
2: fuck or, or investigation
1: yeah like you got all the equipment and now it's time to like or you know whatever equipment you had the time now it's time to like go record we, something go try and look at something you
3: mean like a professional investigation or like one of our pilots
1: um yeah let's start with the pilot like your first investigation like what what I happened what was that it like? was
3: the suicide bridge in yeah. pasadena yeah, it's it called was- The Colorado Street Bridge. Okay. And it has more than 100 reported suicide deaths jumping from the bridge. Wow. And uh, let me tell you this right now the place is haunted. It's, it's, we have caught so much activity there. Hmm. We're actually part of a East LA Paranormal Group page on Facebook. Okay. And we actually had a, we did a tour. We never, we never thought we were going to do fucking tour. you have a tour of the bridge? We did a tour of the bridge with with the people people. in a group chat, with that group. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so that uh, we actually became tour. <laughs> we did a tour. So it was cool because when we're there, we we know we wanted to do this because mm-hmm. we were getting actual activity and people were getting fucking scared.
1: And when you say activity, like what is activity exactly? So like voices. I've seen a lot of
3: shows. Uh, voices mm-hmm. through the... Spirit box. So the spirit box has a frequency reader where it goes through channels, right? Okay. And usually you're supposed to get white noise. So at that point, we remove the antenna so we don't pick up any uh, radio
4: mm-hmm.
3: channels, any other right? Channels. So we don't get any uh, uh, any other voices that don't belong in there. Okay. And then uh, we will get actual voices and we will ask questions and we'll get a response. Mm. And then we also had an EMF reader so that usually when a spirit manifests itself, That's it it's
1: um yeah. I saw you have like this. It, 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 to me, the equipment you're holding in your hand right now looks like a like a Geiger counter. Is is that correct? I don't know. What exactly is that? Piece of equipment called
3: so that's E M F reader. E M F yeah. reader reads uh the Electra, electrical the waves, electrical okay. waves
2: near a phone. Uh-huh. So, so get, it can uh, pick
3: up your your battery signals and all kinds of stuff, anything with electricity. So when a when a spirit now the higher man, the better. Yeah, right? the higher the better. Usually okay. when it turns red is something's
1: touching it. Oh, okay. So um, I see the lights kind of flashing. Okay. Yeah. So
3: when uh, well, that's how he could tell us that either there's an electrical source near. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, if it's not close to the source, it doesn't go. Nothing. It, it's kind of weak where it won't pick up things yeah. far away. It has to be literally on it.
1: Like, like what's the range? Is there a range? Um, maybe a few inches. A few, oh, okay.
3: So unless really unless the energy source is strong. Mm. Like, yeah. if you're in a hotel room and there's, like, AC units on top of you. Yeah, right. yeah. For okay. Insulation sucks. For example, like, when I get close to your soundboard, you see okay. it'll go up to yellow.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, all right. I see how it works then.
3: Yeah. And then um, we just got a new addition: dowsing rods. We got a tape recorder, and also sometimes we don't. Use, when we catch activity, mm-hmm. it's not with these tools.
1: What do you use? Our to catch audio it from
3: our camera will catch things, mm. and we don't want we don't hear it until we look back at the footage. And you're like, oh crap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah we, usually, when you start going back through your footage, you start picking up a lot of strange voices and noises. Mm-hmm. Then you know. It's not coming from anywhere, you
1: know, it's, it's, it's just, what do you say to the skeptics with that? Because like playing back video, I think, I feel like most people would just automatically say like, oh, it's just like maybe a bad camera, like shoddy work, you know, honestly, you won't know until you
3: try it yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to go investigate yourself. Mm -hmm. But usually a lot of these things
1: are true, Mm -hmm. are real, you know? It's crazy. So you do the suicide bridge. You do a tour, which wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Starting off like on a pilot, mm-hmm. um, you know what uh, you know what happened exactly up there. Like, what type of activity did you get on your first outing?
2: Definitely voices mm-hmm. on the spirit box. So I remember we during the tour we had a, quite a few people that were sensitive to the spirits. And so, so we had two ladies with us. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them wasn't exactly a medium, but the spirits were attracted to her. And that's been normal for her her entire life, is what mm. she tells us. So when we handed her the spirit box, she began having an intelligent, cooperative conversation with one of the spirits that was there, Yeah. You know, uh, And it scared everyone because Mm -hmm. it was giving us pretty valid responses to her questions.
1: So she's talking, but no one can see anything. But it's like you can tell there's... Basically, the way she's talking, there's a conversation going back and forth. That's what you're yeah. experiencing. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, her name is Diana. Shout out to Diana <laughs> if she's hearing this podcast when it gets released. Okay. Shout out to you, Diana. <clears throat> so she's very sensitive to activities. She actually talked to us and let us know that she has a past history hmm. of seeing, you know, fucked up shit.
4: Hmm. So
3: like she says, she saw the devil before. She, you know, a bunch of shit. She's a really cool lady. You know, she's okay. a mother. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she, we took her also to the Roosevelt Hotel. We did an yeah. investigation at She's the Roosevelt She's an official member. She's, at, is like,
1: that yeah. the one in LA? In Hollywood, California. Hollywood,
3: okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Smackdown right in uh, the same spot where the Walk of Fame is at. Yeah, okay. So, uh, that episode was crazy. That's when we had her go into the restroom where usually the activity it was known for a lot of activity that happened in the restroom. She was drawn to the restroom anyways. Okay. So there was something pulling her in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she just starts crying on the floor. She's
2: bawling out crying. But before that, remember, she was drawn to the restroom when I was there in the hotel room. But later that day, we go downstairs, and she, for she, whatever reason, she got drawn into another person that was sensitive Hmm. That's, uh, we believe it was a gypsy. Uh, We called, during that night, we were calling her a gypsy witch. Okay. Because she was saying things that only a close person would know to Hmm. Deanna. So, she confused Deanna and scared Deanna. But, one day, I have this on the episode, the episode on on YouTube. She was telling Deanna that there's spirits in the restroom, in the room that you're staying at. Mm-hmm. She, there was no way um, this gypsy could have known that. She was never to, in our room. We never told her why we were there. We never told her that we're investigating their paranormal. Mm-hmm. So for this woman to randomly come up to her and say, hey, there's spirits in your restroom that in the hotel room we are staying at.
1: It's just odd.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's just really weird. Mm-hmm. And then that's when later on during the night, that's when we decide, okay, we're going to, do a little session in the restroom, um, put, put up cameras, your spirit box. And yeah, so whatever happened in the restroom, we have also on um, video in the episode, she started tearing up, she started crying. She connected with something that was in the restroom. Mm-hmm. And it just was, it was a crazy night.
4: Wow.
3: Um, there was, a, it was, the energy was building up because that lady wanted to come up the room mm-hmm. and blessed the restroom, and uh, Diana kept telling us, "I don't want her up here. I don't feel comfortable. I feel like she's evil." Mm. So it's she was inside the restroom and things are building up, and we hear a knock on the door. When we hear a knock on the door, Diana starts bawling up and crying, and we find out it's the witch. Okay, she came up. She found out where we were at.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: She was knocking, so that kind of freaked all of us out. And also that night, we didn't catch this on video. And that's what bothers us. Ah. Is that we had something called uh, the spirit box. We had it inside.
1: Yeah, what is the spirit box? You guys keep mentioning spirit box. What exactly is it?
3: It's basically a radio. Okay. That goes through uh, channels. Okay. It goes by milliseconds. And it scans the channels. Usually, it's better when you remove the antenna. And then, uh, it'll just be white noise. Mm. So, whatever comes through the white noise... It's a confirmed spirit. Okay. Because there should be no noise at all. There should, it should just be white noise. There should be no uh, excess.
1: Nothing coming through.
3: Nothing coming through. So we put it in a in this radio blocking signal back. Mm. We put it in the shower. And it was on, right? <laughs> we it called us pussy. It called, <laughs> it called yeah. us pussy. Okay. And we already know that's nothing external because on the radio you can't say the word pussy. Unless you say Mm. pussy,
2: cat. Oh, okay. But this thing said pussy, and that's all it said. Mm. And it fits with the situation, because when it said that, that's when we took Deanna out of the restroom, and then we put the guys in there. It wanted to talk to Deanna. Mm. It didn't want to talk to guys. Okay. So we basically forcefully... Um, removed people replaced it to so see what would happen. Okay, see the reaction. Yeah, see the reaction. So the thing that was in there did not like men, hmm. and then it got angry. So that's what it seemed like. And then the word "pussy" came out, which mm-hmm. you know obviously can't be said on radio.
4: Okay,
1: that's why you didn't have it on video, or you couldn't uh, bring it out we were
2: recording because we were setting
3: everything up. Oh, uh, okay. Just, it was so something. this happened
1: like in the moment. Yeah. you're yeah. not ready. The
3: restroom yeah. was like it was like four of us in there, so yeah, we all yeah. heard it. But we there was no cameras rolling, so oh, we're just man. like, damn! Some of the best yeah. activity is not recorded.
1: I feel like that always happens, right? Or yeah. it, it just seems like uh, um, in like some of the shows uh, that I've watched. I'm sure you guys watch other paranormal shows yourself, yeah. but like, yeah, it seems like when they talk about like this episode later maybe somehow they always like yeah we missed something on video that was like really great we weren't ready weren't set up you know whatever it may be Um, now how exactly are you getting into like a lot of these locations I know we talked a little bit before we started the show but you know Mm -hmm. for the listeners like how exactly you getting into these locations so now the bridge was probably like normal right you could just go yourself yeah but some of these hotels like how are you getting in exactly
2: so for it is a lot of communication with the hotels so mm-hmm. i call or email several weeks in advance okay asking them um i would give them a list of questions or i would talk to your sales team and i ask them hey like can we do this what's your regulations do you have any sign waivers are you okay with filming mm-hmm. half the, honestly half the time it's been yes and no okay half the time so far and like then that's all right um so then depending on the answer they give me i go book the hotel so you guys
1: like book a room to stay is that what you're doing okay
2: yeah so yeah we book rooms and then depending on the answer we're just if they're okay with it then yeah we can go our walk around with our full full full-blown camera equipment in our gear you know there's some places that aren't okay with that Mm -hmm. that's fine we just have only one person Recording on the iPhone keep it to a minimum. We just look like we're tourists. Yeah Mm -hmm.
1: Now typically like how long are you guys doing like an outing like so you said book a hotel room So it's like is this a a whole day where you're investigating or is it just like a a, like short amount of time? I guess Uh,
3: it's uh, the whole night the whole night try to do a all the way to like maybe 7 a.m. We'll start like around 10.
1: Okay Okay it always has to be at night, right? Yeah. Like, I've always been curious about that, just in my own In the right.
3: spirit world, there's no time. So mm-hmm. you can't even get activity during the day. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, for some reason, you just get better activity
1: during the night. At night. yeah. yeah. Now, I see uh, a few things on the table that you guys brought. I'm, so I, I had, uh, what was the counter again, uh, the name? Um, it's not Guy Counter. What is the black piece again? I'm sorry. EMF, oh, EMF. So I know we, I know you uh, played around with that a little bit to show how it works. Though, what is the bag?
2: The bag is sage.
1: And sage. Now, yeah. w- what do you use sage for, like in your paranormal activities or outings?
2: We use sage to cleanse ourselves after investigations or outings, so that mm-hmm. way nothing follows us back home. Okay. Because, and unfortunately, we have already experienced some things following us back home here you could smell it if you yeah, like
1: crazy story oh okay well you have to ex- you have to explain that <laughs> then while i'm smelling the sage
2: yeah. for for me oh. so <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah it's a little all right yeah it's a little so mildly. you guys
1: you guys burn this to like help is that what you guys uh, are doing? Basically, exactly? uh, cleanse
3: right. yourself of bad energy or bad spirits. Usually, what follows you home, it mm-hmm. can be st- things can still follow you back home. Yeah. Um. Worst case scenario, it's a demon,
4: mm-hmm. and
3: then you got to go to church. You got to go get a blessing. <laughs> you, you gotta go to church. Hopefully, you don't get possessed. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's always a risk, and possessions are we take that very seriously.
1: Well, yeah, you guys are putting yourself like in front of it yeah we're guys are trying to get it uh, to react or whatever it may be so like yeah compared to us like the normal people who are just like watching and maybe not involved yeah you guys are at the forefront if you didn't have
3: nerves of steel when you start this (sighs) stuff you'll build that skill yeah real quick right because you're literally going towards something you can't see Hmm. and that's what makes it scary
1: so i'm curious about you mentioned there was a story yeah who has the story?
4: So Both of us. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, for sure. I For me, um, there was this one morning. It, it was a, what is it, a few days after we investigated, I want to say, Sunken City. And, you know, I woke up 5 a.m. in the morning because my cats woke me up. Mm. They wanted to go outside, so they like to wake me up early in the morning. They're kind of assholes. That's fine, so... I get up and let them out and then I go back into my room mm-hmm. I'm about to go back to sleep I lay down you know the house is quiet um, no one's awake mm-hmm. um, there was no one else in the house at the time and like I hear this female voice right next to my door say hey just and it was a pretty long hey mm-hmm. but it's the type of sound like it was a money hay. like okay. like if you, it's very interesting how, when you do hear. S- voices of the spirits, they, mm. it's they they always sound tired. You know, mm. you know you know how when people say you look dead, you're tired. And yeah that's, yeah. That's how that sound, That's how it sounded mm, like. How they sound. But it was loud. It was loud. It was like next to a door in my room and uh, i'm only a few feet away from my door i'm like oh no something's behind me in my room right now Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm like i don't want to deal with this (laughs) i gotta go to work in a few hours and then you know uh, i stood up and said you're not welcome here let me go back to sleep Mm -hmm. yeah and then i went
1: he just went back to sleep.
2: Yeah, I went back to sleep. I didn't hear anything else. It's just normal. Yeah, I like how normal. you're
1: so nonchalant about we it. We have audio, But I get it.
2: We have audio of that of a moan we
3: got hmm. in the Biltmore Hotel in downtown LA, where the film Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we would like to play that for you if that's possible. Yeah. Not right now, but uh, maybe after.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, so, like, the, the, the. I'll uh, I'll g- I'll I'll get the video and we'll just record it real quick to see.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, it was. R- Right, we were coming home from an investigation,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and I was laying on my bed, Okay. Yeah. so me I'm kind of used to seeing things in my room move around dark shadows so a lot of times it's my eyes because I'm tired, mm. but usually I start seeing things, but that night, I don't know what happened i don't I lay down on my bed, I was really tired, and actually something grabbed my foot, and my door was closed. There was nobody in there with me. Mm-hmm. It was just me in my room laying down because I'm tired. And something grabbed my foot. Man, I got up so quick. I never, be, I never got I out. Of, I never got out of the bed so fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it's it was crazy. It kind of confirmed to me that. And
1: that was know, just the experience, and that was
3: it. Just a, yeah, that bad experience, and I was awake for like an hour or two, and I went back to sleep. Nothing ever happened again in the room.
1: So you guys definitely take precautions in trying to, like, keep yourself disconnected. We try. Yeah, the besides sages, is there like anything else you guys try to do to like I guess cleanse yourself? Like you said,
2: they say to always wear protection that could be crosses.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You guys wear crosses. I yeah. always
2: have yes. my gold uh, Jesus
3: piece with me. Okay. Uh, I was gonna bring it today, but I couldn't find it. Mm. Um, and then also, it's you got to talk to them. Yeah, you got to the, the spirits. Yeah, you got to oh. be dominant. Uh, you got to tell them, hey, you're not allowed to go back with me to the home. You have to stay here, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to follow us anywhere, hmm. mm-hmm. usually that works usually
1: that
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually <laughs> usually
1: that works I mean, it's kind of funny when you put it that way, but I you know I don't know a lot about the you know spirit world, but okay, um now, what is uh I'm gonna say that looks like a bone on the table, what is that? yeah, <laughs> it's a human rib That oh, is oh gosh, a huge don't say bone.
2: that. So I'm going to have
1: people freaking out now. What is it? What is it
2: exactly? It is a bone. Okay. Yes, a rib. Oh, it is a rib bone. Yes. It's
1: a rib of, of what? A rib bone of what?
2: I can't tell you. Oh gosh. <laughs> Mysteries. Oh man.
1: Okay. I, so you have a rib bone. Now what is the significance <laughs> of this? Uh,
2: it helps with our, uh, with our sessions when we do Ouija boards. Okay. So it, honestly it does depend on the spirit Mm. so if you uh poke around shamanism okay and witchcraft Mm. bones are very commonly used to attract or call upon spirits okay and that's normal would you like to touch it um
1: (laughs) i don't know i'm not sure now wait i'm curious Where, where the heck did you get a rib bone
2: So there's this um, one day I was in Mexico, I believe it was the beaches Hmm. of Ensenada. And then, um, you know, I'm walking around on the beach. Hmm. And then I look down and I'm just like, that is a big bone. (laughs) It's just on the beach. Yeah, just on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somebody uh, picked it up.
1: Somebody got killed out there and washed up on shore years later.
2: It's Mexico. Yeah, yeah I was gonna
1: Mexico. say that's what I mean. That's what I thought of it was. Well, it's Mexico, so I guess it's not too surprising. But somebody washed up there years. Somebody owed after. money.
4: <laughs>
2: Unfortunately, that's fairly common. Yeah. out there. It it makes for a great souvenir. Yeah. i mean oh, yeah. it's
1: definitely a story now that's why i had to ask i was like i don't know what that is but i was like i feel like it's a bone but i'm gonna let them Man,
3: let me just tell you forensic files has nothing on them. Huh?
1: <laughs> <Forensic laughs> and then um what is the white box that you have on the table i think you were talking about that earlier but i'm not so those sure. are
3: called dowsing rods so they're made out of 100 percent copper Okay. So dowsing rods were actually used uh, a long time ago to find water sources.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: they yeah. they they were not used as a paranormal tool. They were used as to find water sources for people to go get water.
4: Okay.
3: So uh, these uh, dowsing rods are very big in the in the paranormal community because they help you contact. Mm. Usually, when the spirit you, you ask the spirit a question and and you know you're getting activity that something's in the room, you ask a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know if there's somebody in here with us cross the rods yes break them apart no and usually Uh you'll get a response
4: okay
2: you see the the way it's built it's very it's very sensitive yeah very sensitive so you have to really hold it in place okay but because of the material the Mm -hmm. metal material that allows for um energy to manifest on it Mm -hmm. the type of metal
1: and he said, it, if it crosses, it's a yes. If it doesn't, it's
3: a no. Well, it so depends the question you're asking. Okay. And it depends what way you want it to
1: answer. Ah, okay.
2: The idea is I that you. the rods are supposed to move on their own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where I'm not moving the rods, no one else except force, in gotcha. an invisible force.
1: Okay.
3: So we make sure that no windows are open, no AC units are on, nothing that could affect it, it like yeah.
1: from the elements.
3: We yeah. try to be as accurate as we can. I get you, you know, as a new as a, just as anybody, you always want to have credibility.
1: No, of course, because um, and definitely, I feel like most people would go right down that road, like oh, like I'm sure the window is open, yeah. like something pushed it, or he's pushing yeah. it, like whatever. You know, a lot of people would basically. Put it into the category of like, oh, it's like magic or something. Yeah, basically. you know, there's some kind of trickery, right? Yeah. So I, I understand, and that's good that you guys are trying to be like as accurate as possible because, well, like you said, it's credibility.
3: It's just credibility. In the end of the day, what's gonna stand us apart is, hey, we're not fucking around. Hmm. You know, we're we're here, literally giving ourselves to the spirits. You know, just by interacting with them. You
1: now, know. besides the equipment and getting. Into places like what is your what is your biggest hurdle doing your paranormal investigations like do you have people who don't support you in it or like what what's your biggest struggle you think you deal with especially for your own mental health you know because that's so important you got to keep that strong
3: um I'm not gonna say names here but just that's, that's fine just you finding the right crew you... members because yeah. this is um uh, <clears throat> once you're actually in motion and doing stuff mm-hmm. a lot of stuff a lot of times people don't want to participate anymore mm. because when, once you when shit starts getting real then you get freaked out you get freaked
2: the fuck out yeah
1: so it's kind of like they go in with that like macho mentality like i can do this and then something happens and yeah it's, oh it's over yeah you got you
2: and then they do something that uh ruins the footage Oh. So it's happened yeah. multiple times
1: like, uh, like they hit your camera and the footage is gone? Or like oh. how exactly? What do you mean?
2: could be many different things yeah. It could be like talking when they're not supposed to be talking oh, okay. Or you know, they do something um, They basically do something on footage That ru- uh, ruins the take Disrupts you yeah, have to take mm. Like you're in action When we're investigating It's supposed to be Sit down, quiet mm-hmm. Everyone has to stay quiet Take your time, you no know, sounds, you know, and uh, ask the right questions. Mm. You know, stuff like that. But there's many, many different things.
1: I think that would be the hardest: to in quiet. Yeah, it is. Especially for that, like since you are investigating for so long, that's a long period of time to like try to be as quiet as possible. Yeah, I could imagine that.
3: But usually, when people are talking, like you and me, mm-hmm. something can happen. Yeah Where you catch a voice on audio That's And you guys are talking at the same time yeah. So it's kind of hard to explain what mm-hmm. that voice is Because our voices are contaminating the video
1: mm. Yeah, it's contradicting basically itself yeah. um, And you guys do a lot of editing uh, after? Or uh, so or have, is it just like shot for shot and that's it? Like, no,
3: there's a lot of editing that happens mm. We have our editor, his name is Brandon um, He does a good job so far mmm.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, as I saw, uh, oh, I'm looking at your page right now, like, um, I saw like one of your longest episodes right now, it looks like about 42 minutes, and that and that uh, was what, maybe like an eight hour outing, into 42 minutes? About there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of editing. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of editing. Because I'm sure there's some parts that are just not important, right? Like, you just yeah. cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, I'm curious, what is your guys' plan With the high-minded investigators, like, I know you guys are still young and fresh, Mm -hmm. right? But I'm sure you guys have thought about the future, like, where do you want this thing to go? Because, I mean, you guys have the Red Velvet Entertainment, so that's, you know, that's your LSE. Put everything in an umbrella. You have your business. Mm -hmm. And you have this now, you know? So, like, what is the long-term, like, idea or goal for this?
3: Generally uh high minded investigators is not just paranormal it's mm. we're travel uh journalists mm. and um so we also have two videos that are gonna come out about the six the six, to six night market we went to go and
2: bloggers uh, basically yeah
3: so we're basically, that's one of our journalism our journalism channels so and then okay. we went to the l a state fair so it's not right now our main thing is paranormal, but eventually we're gonna branch out where like I said, we have a new project coming up called Extreme Fear, mm-hmm. where it's a uh, 360 view VR, and then we're also going to be releasing the video regularly. So okay. like that, when people don't have VRs, mm-hmm. they can also look at it regularly. And then we're hopefully we can leave uh, high-minded investigators just travel journal, you know, just you know like food food vlogs and just you know just e-
2: educational
3: educational. So would
1: paranormal go away once you get to that point? Or, or is it still no, it's it just still be on be a there? separate channel? Oh separate channel yeah okay uh, I got you.
3: Right now we're still learning as we go mm. but apparently we want to get to a certain kind of professionalism where you know we can start emulating real fear mm-hmm. you know uh, where our evidence is you know crazy crazy evidence mm-hmm. and you start you can make the, the the viewer feel heavy emotions.
1: Yeah it's like watching it's like watching a horror movie or a scary movie like when they can really get to you. That's when you feel it. Because there's a lot of really just terrible movies out there that are scary or horror. They're (laughs) just awful movies to watch. Like, they just make you laugh, really, in in the end.
3: You know, Hollywood over sensationalizes every story. Like, um, we've been learning. I mean, it's entertainment. You got to make it entertaining, right? It's all about A lot lot of the actual stories are not as entertaining. You Mm -hmm. know, like the, the 1977 film of The Exorcist, we actually found out the backstory behind it and it wasn't really that entertaining you know they didn't even have audio no
4: yeah they
3: don't have a lot of evidence because it happened so long ago yeah you know like, the, technology uh, wasn't there yeah but uh, now we studied also the exorcism of annalise mm-hmm. what was her last name
2: annalise
1: did they make a movie out of that yeah they did is it called that or is it is a different name I feel like I've heard of that yes, for some in, reason.
2: in Hollywood, it's called the Exorcism of Emily Rose. It is yes. based on Emily Rose. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. based okay. on Annalise. Annalise. Ah, okay. And there's
3: actual uh, pictures, audio mm-hmm. of her exorcism. You know, uh, there's so much compelling evidence that mm-hmm. contributes that actual exorcism. So that's actually one of the stories that was pretty compelling, and Hollywood did a good job of like, showing it. Yeah. yeah.
1: What, do you, what are your guys' opinion on, you know, the paranormal shows that are out there now? Like, you think some of them are legit, some of them are just bad, and they're just, like, reaching? It's kind Since of... Since you guys are in that, you know, realm.
2: It's kind of 50-50, so I have seen some. They mm-hmm. do a good job. Yeah. And I've seen some that are YouTubers, mm. YouTubes, where I'm, like, well, I'm just pointing out every wrong thing they're doing. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm also fact-checked. Fact-checking YouTubers, like their stories, yeah, yeah. You know, like they always have something wrong or something. Mm. There's know? there's a
3: big channel called uh, the Sam Kobe, Sam and Kobe.
1: Okay.
3: YouTube channel. So they they started off doing vines and then travel vlogs and now they're doing paranormal because that's where they're getting most views. Mm. Well, they've kind of seen examples of how they interact with the spirits and everything, but a lot of their videos are, have a lot of uh, things that are not paranormal. Mm. so they scare each other and okay
1: just, they're just getting like um people riled up for no reason There's yeah nothing actually there. yeah
3: they they, they uh, it's hard they for their evidence it's very hard to explain
1: they're acting really well they're, they're what, what you could they're say.
3: acting more than explaining the actual evidence yeah so it's more of a, a gig mm-hmm. or a gag than actual
1: and a way to get views like yeah you said. just a way to get views, a way to get views. and, and, get and, and that's
3: totally fine well, we're trying to bring the facts. We're trying to bring the
1: evidence. You know? Yeah, you want to bring, like, the real story. You're not just doing it, yeah, for the views. I get you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you said uh, traveling and journalism. So, like, what, what's your idea behind that? Like, what do you long, guys want to actually do?
2: Long term, I told Andy this, like, hey, I definitely want to get into what I meant by vlogging, traveling, mm-hmm. journalism. Yeah. I told Andy, one day I would like to personally interview the queen. Oh, wow. No one has done that. It's a big stretch. Yes. And yeah. it's, I'm looking at what's happening, and I'm, it's possible.
1: think
4: so?
2: Yes. You just have to make yourself a well-known hmm. channel. So we already have been interviewing people. Like when we're doing the vlogging, we interview people. Mm-hmm. We're journalists. We interview people, and we ask them, what's this? What's going on here? <laughs> we We ask them personal questions, and then uh those videos will soon be re- released mm. right and then i'm I'm thinking you know we could one day investigate not investigate interview these higher profile class people mm-hmm. the way to get there is to become high profile class. Mm. I mean, there's what is that one interviewer guy's name with the red hair? He's going up interviewing high class uh, rappers. You know, you know what I'm talking about. They have glasses. Yeah, he's got glasses. Oh, man. And a funny voice.
1: Yeah. And he oh. And he knows like a lot of stuff about yeah, them that exactly. normally isn't out. There, yeah. I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name.
3: uh, He has a... He's got curly hair, too. Yeah, he has a video of him giving uh, Little Uzi Vert a Rob Zombie poster.
1: Little Uzi Vert does a funny sound. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. I know who you're talking about, though.
2: But see, that's proof and example that it's possible. You just have to make yourself out there, be Mm -hmm. a well-known journalist, Mm -hmm. interviewer for the entertainment industry, and then once... Imagine that If you can get an interview With the queen That's high bro Yeah The people are gonna go nuts
1: Yeah I don't even know What I would ask you What would you ask you?
2: I have no idea yet <laughs> <the day laughs> That's what I mean Right <laughs> so now when I'm the like the day comes I don't know <laughs> It would be
1: like It would be like If you saw like Jesus somehow Like And you only had One question Like I'm, what do you ask? I have no idea just, I'm just, just saying no the, You
3: know the Nelk boys? The who? The Nelk boys? The no. full, full set crew? They okay. actually uh um, interviewed
2: trump okay when he was was president
3: when yeah so they interviewed trump uh, trump and they they uh hanged out with him and they Mm. they rode on air force one and they're youtubers and their whole channel is just about drinking and doing pranks
1: i mean being a youtuber man i feel like it's it's definitely uh it's definitely trendy Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to do it, but I feel like there's only a certain amount of people that can actually like, yeah. do it successfully. I for, agree. For me,
3: yeah. my, uh, my thing that I'm leaning to is I want to get a pilot on an actual TV channel. I, yeah. would, I would like to join the Travel Channel.
4: That'd, yeah.
3: that'd be way better than we staying would, on YouTube. We would oh, like yeah. to join the Travel Channel yeah. and have an actual show. Yeah. So that's what I want Extreme Fear to be is basically our audition.
1: Ah. You know, so are, so are these you, are basically like you're this you're basically building a portfolio basic, with extreme yes. fear to like take it yeah i get t- you
3: take it to another level where uh-huh. okay these guys are actually pretty interesting and better equipment a- and at that you point know, probably you know it, your equipment can only do so much for you but mm-hmm. when you when you start you know coming down and actually emulating something fucking sick yeah you know and the tv channel sees
1: that and mm-hmm. picks
3: us up you know
1: Man, that'd be pretty cool. Extreme yeah. Fear on Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. good, right? Yeah. I mean, the name is definitely, definitely um, draws you in, you know, because like I said uh, earlier, uh, you know, before we started the podcast, that like we have it easy now compared to what mankind used to have to go through to survive. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we are attracted to stuff like that now because we need to like feel it weirdly. Yeah. You know,
3: another but, motivation thing for us <clears> is uh, there's not a lot of Hispanics. Oh, yeah. On Very entertainment, true. so Very true. Um, we you know we love everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's equal to us, but we also want to have more Americanized uh, Hispanics on American entertainment.
1: Yeah, channel. and and you want? I mean, I think it's normal for every culture to kind of want you know their culture represented in yeah. some way. Yeah. You know, no, no matter what it is. Um, and yeah, I, I, there's definitely not a lot when it comes to Mexican culture, which is interesting because the fact that years ago everyone said you didn't need to learn spanish i remember that growing up like you didn't need to learn spanish because you're in america right and then now everybody speaks spanish (laughs) like if you don't know spanish it's like what the heck Uh, yeah it's crazy you know
3: california used to be part of mexico yeah yeah that's one of the land uh, languages here Mm -hmm. yeah um, but also, uh, it's always important to learn more languages, even if it's not Spanish. Yeah. You know, you can learn a Cantonese. So, you
2: know. It can open several doors. Yeah. You know. Most definitely. Yeah.
1: I would say so. Cause I think, I think when you do know more than one language, cause like for myself, I only know English, like that's it. But when you do know more than one language, whatever it is, it, people do have like a different idea of you or oh, yeah, they, they have like do. a different view of you for some, you know, for yeah, some yeah. reason.
2: You see that in now, in the K-pop culture, mm-hmm. there's a female there that knows seven languages.
4: Oh
1: wow!
2: She went. That's from, She went from being the poorest member to the richest member because in just in by, the group. In the group, yeah. Wow. Just by knowing seven languages, opened her up several doors.
1: Well, seeing it also just like lets her, it uh, it you know how it's all about well since you guys are YouTubing like you know how it's all about growing a following. And getting and that's how you get ads right from other companies because their ads get in front of as many people as possible. Yeah. yeah. So her knowing seven languages, she can do. She's got a huge following probably because she's gonna touch so many different cultures all at once because she knows like the language.
3: International (laughs) success is starting to become a thing now. Like Squid Games, you know the Korean. I haven't watched it yet,
1: uh, but I'm very curious to watch it. We haven't watched it, but it's. I'm very curious to watch it.
3: It's hitting uh, social media hard. You know, yeah, TikTok. Squid, yeah, squid. I, ha- I have seen you a know? few. So it's like international success is becoming a thing. That's mm-hmm. how having knowing multiple languages comes into play because you don't know what's the next big thing where you could probably even get involved into.
1: It's pretty cool. You guys think you would do like a Spanish version of your show? Hell no? yeah! I okay. mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. we could do both. Yeah. Eh, I mean. It would. Uh, you could put it on two different platforms and just have one English, one Spanish.
3: One of our investigators only speaks. Well, he speaks English, so he can speak English, too. Mm-hmm. But he like, he's, he preferably speaks Spanish. He's from Oh, Mexico. like during the investigation? His name is Mario. Yes. Uh, he's from the city of Mexico. Okay. And he's a paranormal investigator, too. And uh, he joins with us, and we tell him to just speak Spanish because people like to hear the Spanish, too.
1: Yeah, is that true? Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: He has a nice voice when he speaks Spanish.
3: Yeah, very Uh, professional. uh, He used to work for a radio station, too, here in Bakersfield.
1: Oh, so he's got the radio voice. Mm -hmm. It's always hard to come by. (laughs) He's very
3: knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable.
1: Okay. Um, And I'm curious, so you guys got a lot going on, Um, you know, business, paranormal. What do you guys do that's separate from all of your businesses and your paranormal activities that basically keep you sane? Because uh, it's really important nowadays for people to find an outlet that keeps their mental health in check because it's, it's, it's important. Um, so like, what do you, what do you guys have that's separate from all this, from all the craziness, you know, you have a, a relaxing time or, or whatever it may be. Like, is there anything you guys do to like check out? I guess you could oh, say,
2: yeah, I guess you could say we party like once every two weeks for that helps. We go okay. to
1: Vegas, uh, yeah. gamble,
3: uh, you know, me and him, we get along so good. We go, mm. we go like uh, shopping. Um, for us, success never gets us tired, mm. so oh, yeah, we keeps saying. For us, just knowing success is in our future mm. keeps us going. And once, when you do something you love, you never get burnt out.
1: See, I always just I always ask that question because there's I feel like there's so many people in like the entrepreneurial game and like the business game where. Some people talk about how I never take a break. I'm always go, 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 and then there's people who are on the other side who have the argument where I take a break to you know step away from it to try to like regroup, you know, renavigate everything, and they feel better, and then the other side doesn't do that, but they feel better that way, so that's why I ask the question because everyone has different you know perspectives. We oh. do
2: a good job balancing mm-hmm. yeah balance the I would say balance the both. What I tell Andy is that it's important to every now and then mm-hmm. and sit down and think about where you are now, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is this the right thing? Is this uh, what do I need to do? Do a life check. Yeah. That's what I say. Sit down and do a life check for real quick, you know? And so, yeah, like, like you said, we, we kind of balance it all out it's every, I mean, for uh, example, it's October. We're definitely going to party for mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we do go to Vegas every now and then, you know, we take mental breaks. Mental break is important because you have to refresh the mind and spirits, you know, and because if you don't take that refreshment or that rest, it's kind of like saying you've been awake for 24 hours. Yeah. If a person's awake for 24 hours, they're not functioning.
1: No, not properly.
2: Yeah, not properly. So imagine just working one week straight, all you do is sleep, eat, mm-hmm. and work one week straight. Eventually, that person is going to become uh, down or negative or some, some way be affected.
1: Or depressed somehow. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's important to take, you know even if it's just one day, one lazy day out of the week. Mm. I, I sci- read that scientifically works one lazy mm. day a week. And, like, that's fine. Do what you love, hobbies. Mm-hmm. You take going exercise, a hobby that you love. For me, that would be a rest day. A rest day? Yeah.
4: Okay.
1: Yeah, I always ask the question because, like I said, there's there's two different arguments all the time. Um, I, I lean more towards the side where, yeah, you definitely hustle and work hard for whatever your passion is, your love is. But you also just, yeah, you got to take a break from it every once in a while just to, like, yeah, like you said, like a life check. Re, retouch mm-hmm. it. If I did 24-7, like some entrepreneurs would talk about it. Yeah. Who, who are just like, I'm always doing something. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I would lose the passion, passion somehow. Yeah.
3: You'll be, you're doing the same thing over You'll the be burnt yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, I d- Definitely on that side. We do a good job. <clears throat> we know when to say no. Mm-hmm. And we both agree on the same terms. When to say no. And that's very important.
1: And that's good that you guys... Have the connection and communication because normally, uh, friends who go into business together, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. It's very hard sometimes. You no, know.
2: I think that's what also separates us is that we didn't start off as friends technically. True. Yeah,
1: that is true. You guys became friends through it. That's true.
2: Yeah, we became business partners first, first. and then friends. Second that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I met him last year.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. You guys have done a lot in one year of knowing each other. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah and uh, now he lives with me. Uh-huh. Uh, I gave him a roof over his head in my house. Yeah, there and, you go. yeah. So and then every day we're doing something.
1: It's uh, interesting how like uh, a perfect stranger in a way can really like just change your life yeah. altogether. And some people don't realize that. You know, the people who you're closest to sometimes are the ones who. You know, it's 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 messed up to say, but sometimes they're the ones that bring you down. Yeah, yeah. and then the stranger somehow just like changes your life. Let's say it's we yeah. we crazy. were
3: perfect together. Like mm-hmm. uh, he said that, we actually went house hunting together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we did we do everything together. We take care of the property together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we we uh, all the decisions we do we make it together. That's So great. like I said, it's not just a roof over our head. We're a partnership. You know, it's not like me, you know, begging him to live there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a place where we can work together. Mm-hmm. Because if we'll be separated, I could just go somewhere else. We're not, the frequency won't be the same.
1: That's true, because you don't mm-hmm. think there's like uh, an everyday conversation mm-hmm. all the time. And yeah. there's
3: certain things I know that helps both of us. Mm-hmm. Like we rent out the rooms on our house where we don't have to pay the mortgage.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, in the beginning, he didn't want to rent out the rooms. Mm-hmm. But I tell him, hey, bro, we, we're going to go into business endeavors where... You know we're not gonna be making a lot of money yet, yeah. but we're gonna need a stable income at least to keep the house paid.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
3: So there's things, and he listens to me, and that's great because now that he knows. <laughs> now he knows.
4: <laughs> now he now he now he knows. There, there's a lot of knowledge. Now that he comes, knows There's a <laughs> yeah, lot of yeah. knowledge that comes
3: from me yeah, that yeah. he didn't know, and there's a lot of knowledge that comes from him that I didn't know when it comes to finance and stuff. Mm. So, like I said, I'm a survivor, so I make sure I always. Do the uh, the thing to keep me up mm. and not be homeless and to do this, you know? Mm. So I teach him that. There's a lot of things he didn't know. And then I taught him. And there's things like, you know, he's a he's a finance guru. Mm. He knows how to save money.
1: It's definitely you know, hard so, for a lot of people. Yeah,
3: so he taught me that where, hey, bro, maybe you don't need that. Maybe, maybe you don't need this Red Bull. Maybe you don't need this monster. <laughs> he, he lectures me a lot on, you know, to save your money, you know? It's funny how
1: those little things add up. Oh, it does. Right? Yeah, Especially, like, I remember buying coffee, like, every day. Yeah. And, like, at the end of the month, I was like, I spent how much on coffee mm. every day? Like, it's yeah. ridiculous.
3: And sometimes I remind him, too, because saving money can be stressful. Oh, I'm, yeah. I tell hey, bro, just relax. Mm. Go, Let's like, go get something to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he, he like, okay, and then he has a good time.
1: Yeah, sometimes you have to, it, it's weird to say, but, like, sometimes you have to spend money just to, like. Just a little chill bit. Chill for a little bit. A little, like, yeah, yeah. Just for a little Not bit. Not be so stressed. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny how that works. You're trying to save some money all the time, but then there's a moment where you're like, I got to spend it, yeah. Um, now, this last question is, uh, you guys can either answer it individually or together, or we could, I guess, do an umbrella question. So the last question, which I did send you uh, in the text, was about what does success mean to you? So you could, either, you could each have an individual idea of what success th- means to you, and then you could have a group uh, answer to where, you know, since you guys have so many endeavors, you could have what does success mean to you. You could do both. It's it's really up to you guys. I guess. Because I know everyone has different perspectives on that.
2: I would say kind of, it's kind of both. <coughs> I have an individual and a group answer. I mean, for, mm-hmm. so there's a personal thing share both? for me. Yeah. For me, it's success is when I'm able to retire my mom. Oh, okay. You know, she came into this country you know as an immigrant hard-working woman as a single mother mm-hmm. of three you know so she, she sacrificed a lot so for me personally at least for me um success is retiring her From one day i could tell my mom hey you don't have to work again ever ever again you you could go back you could stay here or you could move back to Mexico, do whatever you want. I'll help. But you. you're free. Yeah, but you're free. You know, and then Andy and I do have our own plans. Mm-hmm. When when it comes to success, you know, we we want to be at the top of the game. One percent, being in mm-hmm. the one percent. Him and I, that's what success is. You want to add on?
3: Yeah, we share the same. I want to help him retire his mother too mm-hmm. because one of her main sponsors and supporters is, there, is his mom hey so my I and she biggest. took me in like as one of her sons mm-hmm. so she means a lot to me even just knowing them for a little bit
4: mm-hmm.
3: so I told him we'll do this together we'll retire her we'll mm-hmm. send her to Hawaii or wherever the hell she wants to go you know we'll help her retire because she's been a mother to me too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. My past is pretty tough. Mm. But, yeah, that is success, helping others. And then also as a group, it's just knowing that we got successful doing what we wanted. Mm. That's one big thing is we're successful because we applied ourselves and we did something that we both wanted to do. Yeah, you took your own path. You took your own path. And we do believe in manifestation. You know, Mm. you're the creator of your own destiny. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I preached to him, because in the beginning he didn't really understand manifestation. Hmm. Because working at a, a on a corporate background, you know, you don't really think about manifestation.
1: You know, no, it's just... and it's you're yeah you're, uh, it sounds weird but like you're part of a machine kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. And, and that's what's taught that's what's normal but
3: uh he's the one that broke away because mm-hmm. so i was preaching to him all those months hey listen, mm-hmm. that's, the same thing you know i like, gotta break away you gotta break away
1: i commend you though because at least you were preaching like the right thing yeah because i don't like the people who preach about like success and like i can help you do this mm-hmm. and then it ends up just being like it, it's really just a flop like it doesn't work or they don't actually have like an actual good this, game plan put together for it. You this would I
3: mean? not work out if it was just one of us,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and we both understand that. If I'm not here, it's not gonna work out for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's not there, it's not gonna work out for me. Mm-hmm. So we're an equal partnership. So uh, when we say, you know, the the you know, why are you guys so successful? We always answer because we work
1: work together. together. I have, uh, yeah, you have the support.
3: Yeah, no, but no, no one is greater than the other.
1: Mm-hmm. We
3: all work the same. And we respect each other. And when you're in a partnership, respect is big. Oh, yeah. You know, they're like, like they say, don't talk back to each other. We joke around. We cur- like, we curse. But in the end of the day, we both know we're, we don't mean it. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's an insult. We just, we're brotherly love, basically.
1: Yeah, it's fun jabs. I get it. Yeah.
3: But yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's mutual respect. Mm-hmm. There is mutual respect between us where we can work together. And, you know, maybe there's certain things, like if something bothers us, you won't say to each other that it can be offensive. Mm. Yeah. So it's just mutual respect basically.
1: Well, I think you guys have the winning formula here, you know, for your partnership and um you guys got a lot going on, but it's pretty exciting. And uh I'm happy you were able to come on the show and actually uh you Thank know, you share for the it. invite. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's interesting how we got connected, but hey, that's uh that's how the world works, you know, it's connections, it's crazy how Destiny. it works. Yeah. <laughs> destiny all right we'll go with destiny i like that it's powerful word but yeah um actually
2: i believe you know after the lockdowns of the pandemic uh i believe that there is a huge shift in the universe Hmm. because if you notice now more than ever there's a lot more millionaires billionaires being made after pandemic a lot of people a a lot of people changed their life had a different life perspective after being locked down and stuck in their home.
1: I think it's because, yeah, they were locked down, stuck in their home. Yeah. They weren't working anymore, so now they had to come up with, like, how do I, how do I survive? Yeah. Like, how do I change my, yeah, circumstances? Because now there's no income mm-hmm. because I'm not working because of the pandemic. So what do I do?
3: Survival is the key, but the more successful you get, it changes meaning. Hmm. You get what I'm saying so Survival is
1: the beginning uh, Yeah Survival Because you want to get out
3: And you know The worst thing is you can make, The worst thing you can do Is make yourself a victim
4: mm-hmm.
3: you, Because when you're a victim Your mind is close To a lot of things Definitely. You gotta learn how to live And that's one of my Ex-girlfriends told me mm-hmm. Andy one day You gotta stop Surviving And you gotta live your life that's a good point and now that we're doing this this makes so much fucking sense <laughs> that's what i hate that she's making so much fucking sense <laughs> it,
1: it's not until you change it and you do it when you realize that everybody who's saying that is right you're like damn yeah. but at the time you're like no it's not right but um
3: it. yeah it applies to our, our current life and to our future mm-hmm. where your survival is good it's always gonna be there yeah but to learning how to live on the moment too it's
1: very important i agree couldn't have said it better. Um, well, is there anything you guys want to plug before we end the show? Because I know you guys got a lot. Anything you guys want to say? Uh,
3: follow us on YouTube <laughs> at High Minded Investigator.
1: High Minded Investigator.
3: Also our TikTok and Instagram. Oh, there you go. Now you can visit
1: fashiontrendoutlets.com <laughs> for whatever whatever your heart desires on that pro- on that website. Who knows <laughs> what's there? But all right. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining me, and uh, yeah, we'll do a few little video things that i was curious about since you mentioned it but uh uh guys thank you for joining today's episode of your adventure podcast uh and remember that life is an adventure so make sure that you live it on your own terms peace out guys all right thank you
0: you. (laughs) you've been listening to your adventure podcast with dustin emery we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this podcast and we hope that you've been truly inspired and motivated. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Your Adventure Podcast. Until next time, this is Your Adventure Podcast signing off.